or evening DJs. It's your host Mango and welcome to the third episode of DBF Weekly Review. This weekly series is a way to keep up with major news without scavenging through all the noise. The days can be better spent looking at which projects add value to the life of a DGen. All information shared on this podcast is purely for educational purposes and with that, let's begin. Let's juice up that brain of yours. This week's headlines. Market sentiment, fear and greed index. Minecraft's Mojang Studios dislikes NFTs. Tesla sold a shit ton of Bitcoin. And we'll be talking about the Ethereum merger being only the first stage out of five. Okay, so this week's fear and greed index. It's important to note how investors, traders or DGENs alike feel about putting money in or out of the cryptocurrency market. Just a little reminder of what these figures actually mean. The crypto market behavior is very emotional. People tend to get greedy when the market is rising, which results in FOMO or fear of missing out. Also, people often sell their coins irrationally during bearish times. When this indicator reads extreme fear, that's a sign that investors are worried and that could be a buying opportunity. Or when investors are getting too greedy, the market is due for a correction. This week's fear or greed score puts us at a 30, which means we're at the fear zone. Last month, the score showed 11 or extreme fear. I think for the first time in quite a while, things are starting to look up. Just a little bit of advice here for you DGENs. I wouldn't use the fear or greed index as an indicator to buy crypto during all time extreme fear. But pairing this information with other macro or sentimental data points might help you make a more informed decision when thinking about degening into stuff or responsibly dollar cost averaging into a position. A good way to summarize this is by looking into Warren Buffett's quote, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. I'm sure you've heard that one before. Or for you Zoomers alike, be sus when everyone is bussing and be bussing when everyone is sus. Yep, I just said that because I care about educating all ages. Last week's crypto numbers are Bitcoin rose to a 7.83% weekly level. Ethereum rose 16.82%. We'll talk more about that later. And Crow rose 4.81% for the week along with the whole market. Yeah, that felt a bit good to read, <laughs> not gonna lie. On to the first subject, Minecraft Mojang Studios dislikes NFTs. A quote from Mr. Pappy's Twitter, Microsoft just made the collective brain of NFT and Bitcoin maxis explode. An NFT is a unique non-edible digital token that is part of a blockchain and often purchased with cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Do you guys remember the last time you purchased an NFT using Bitcoin? Well, apparently some Mojang employees seem to have done so in the past. If you would like to know all the details about this, Mojang has posted on their official blog labeled Minecraft and NFTs. Just search that up in Google and you'll find it first thing. Here's the main reason why Mojang are against NFTs. Quote unquote, 
NFTs and blockchain have also been associated with speculation where prices are driven up rapidly and we have recently seen May fall rapidly. In my opinion, NFTs could be utilized to trade in-game items like skins or maps that would otherwise be useless when you no longer are an active player. Another quote from Mr. Pappy. NFTs can offer a fairer digital game ownership experience than existing system. Over the course of my life, I probably spent five figures on DLC content I can't resell or trade. NFTs can fix that and GameStop NFTs understand that, but we are early. Some companies still don't understand. On to the second topic, Tesla sold a shit ton of Bitcoin. Here's a quote from Michael Saylor, a big time crypto enthusiast. Let's just call him. If you sell 75% of your Bitcoin, you only have 25% of your Bitcoin left. Wow, much big brain. Tesla sold 75% of its Bitcoin holdings at $23,494.57, which is exactly the type of mentality a desperate trader would make after seeing the slightest bit of green on their screen. But regardless, that amounts to 936 million worth of Bitcoin in the second quarter, more than a year after the company bought 1.5 billion of the cryptocurrency at the peak of the massive growth and popularity. Tesla first bought 1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin in January 2021 when the cryptocurrency was selling for $32,000 to $33,000, which makes this sale around a 28% loss. The reason for the sale is, it was important for us to maximize our cash position, Musk says. We're certainly open to increasing our Bitcoin holdings in the future, so this should not be taken as some verdict on Bitcoin. It's just that we were concerned about the overall liquidity of the company. And to add to that, he also hinted that Tesla did not dump any Dogecoin, which is kind of good news, I guess. If you don't already know who Musk is, he is basically a big time crypto influencer. When he says anything positive about the space or the token that he shows, it often gets boosted. So when he says something good about Bitcoin, it moons. Regardless of the sale, Bitcoin shortly recovered since then. So this was sort of the opposite of buy the rumors, sell the news kind of situation. Elon didn't sell because of any dislike of Bitcoin. It's just that Tesla was in need of some liquidity due to COVID affecting their production. During that same week, he went out to enjoy the sun in his shorts with someone else. And while doing so, he showed off quite a peculiar angle of his chest. People calling him a barrel chest. Check that out on Twitter. The memes are thoroughly enjoyable. And last thing on the subject today, it's the Ethereum merger. The 21st of July was one of the most important crypto conferences of the year the Ethereum conference. Well, I'm calling it the Ethereum conference because it's actually spelled ETHCC. So kind of like ethic. I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce that one. Regardless, ethic is like the Super Bowl for Ethereum nerds. So here are some of the highlights. The merge is just the first major upgrade to ETH. Ethereum will move from proof of work to proof of stake during this phase. But Vitalik says that the roadmap is only 55% done after the merge 
there are actually four more stages. The surge, the verge, the purge, and the splurge are next. Once those are done, Ethereum will be faster, cheaper, more secure, and more scalable. So let's go over each of these stages. The surge, increasing scalability. How? The network gets split into pieces called shards to create smaller, faster, and more manageable bots. The verge, optimized storage through vertical trees. This will reduce node sizes and help Ethereum become more scalable. The purge, reducing excess historical data. The goal is to decrease the hard drive spaces needed for validators and to reduce network congestion. The splurge, making small updates to ensure everything runs smoothly from previous updates. Vitalik calls this the fun stuff, since all of the hard work is done by this stage. So what does all of this result in? By the end of the roadmap, Ethereum will be available to process 100,000 transactions per second. For a reference, Visa can only process 25,000 transactions per second. That is quite the difference. And with all of that said, that concludes this week's episode of DBF Weekly Review. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you back next week.